Very good evening to one and all. My name is Joseph. I'm the youth pastor and the worship pastor here at All Saints English. Um, it's exciting for us to be able to gather like this once again. It's exciting for us to be able to come together on this week as we celebrate the board, as we celebrate um, our community together once again. So it's great to be able to welcome each and every single one of you to our service. And we are thrilled that the enrollment service is where for the first time in almost two years, we can sing. And for the first time in almost two years, we can have a full place without needing to be so far away from one another. And as I prayed about what to share today, my heart was drawn to Psalms 133. And as we delve in today, this psalm talks about uh, the beauty, the privilege, the blessing that it is to dwell together as one people, as a community of God. And this occasion could not be more fitting in so many ways in the first week that we're gathering together again. And of course, because we're the Boys Brigade. So this makes for a sweet, sweet reunion for all of us. And so to frame our exploration for this psalm, even for those of us who are not Christian, even for those of us who, don't, who are not part of the faith as yet, right? I, wanna, I want us to frame it in this way, to recognize that us as Boys Brigade, when we talk about the boys or us as a church community, we are a community of God. And for the Boys Brigade, right, on their website, it states that they seek to nurture youths based on Christian values to serve and to lead. And so for those of us who are yet to be part of the faith, this is an open invitation of you, like a framing for what this faith is all about. And for those of us who call ourselves Christian, it's, this sharing is done in the hope that we see the unity that we are to share as God's people. We see the unity that we are to share as brothers and as sisters who dwell together. And so Psalms 133 has three simple verses that go like this, Behold how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. It is like the precious oil on the head, running down on the beard, on the beard of Aaron, running down on the collar of his robes. And it's like the dew of Hermon, which falls on the mountain of Zion. For there the Lord has commanded the blessing, life forevermore. And we'll take these verses piece by piece, looking at verse 1 as a proclamation. And it's on this proclamation that the rest of the psalm stands. And in the rest of the psalm, what the psalmist does is to help shed further light on what this type of unity is all about by drawing two comparisons. So we first dive into the proclamation that says this, Behold how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell together. You know, if you have seen Spider-Man No Way Home, right, when all three Spider-Men come together, if you didn't know that all three Spider-Men were in the movie, please come out from the cave that you're living in, okay? And as they come towards the end in the climatic scene, all three Spider-Men swing towards the villain, right? And that shot is captured in a way that creates a sense of anticipation. It creates a sense of drama in the theatre. And wherever we are seated, we are drawn, our eyes are drawn to all three Spider-Men. And if we were Marvel fans, we would be in absolute awe because it was a breathtaking sight to see three generations of Spider-Men come together. That was a sight to behold. And it's exactly this idea of beholding that David begins this psalm. 
that David says, behold, he says, look at it, take notice. Then he says, how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell together. Or in some versions, for the sake of emphasis, it says how good and how pleasant it is when brothers dwell together. And so David draws our attention to this community of people. He draws our attention to this fellowship, and he says it is good and pleasant that they are dwelling together. And if we thought about it for a bit, we can just about hear echoes of Christian fulfillment in that verse because it's not too often that the Bible describes anything as good. One of the most significant times that God described something as good was during the story of creation. Before sin and wrongdoing entered the world, God called what He created good. And it's on these terms that the unity of God's people is described. That is the bond that we are meant to share as a community of Christ. That the way that we are supposed to be connected to one another, the way that we are supposed to live with one another, echoes the very goodness of God's original creation. Bible commentator John Trapp said this. He wrote about how the gathering of God's people is the next happiness on earth to communion with God. The gathering of God's people is the next happiness on earth to communion with God. In other words, that sharing the bond of unity with the people of God is so good that nothing else beats it but being in the presence of God alone. And we should notice that this unity isn't just surface unity, right? Sometimes it's easy for us to maintain a level of unity when it's merely on the surface. It's easy for us to say, yeah, we're all from 14 Koi. It's easy for us to say, yeah, we all attend the same church. But true unity goes deeper. And we can see that David is talking about true unity because he says, because he says how good and how pleasant it is when brothers dwell together. And see, the thing is that when we dwell together, when we dwell together, that is where our unity is tested. When we come into close contact with each other, we have to learn with, to deal with different personalities, to deal with people we don't like, to deal with people's differences, to speak with people that we may find a bit irritating, with people who have a voice that we think is annoying. Y'all know why I did that? And people who simply talk too much. Okay, calm down. But the idea is this, that it is precisely in dealing with unity, in dealing with these differences, that we find unity. It is precisely in appreciating that we are made differently that we find the true meaning of unity. And the challenge for us as a community that is founded on Christ, whether that's church or whether that's the Boys' Brigade, is to look beyond our selfish motivations, to look beyond ourselves, to choose to value each other as creations in Christ, as one company, one church, and therein that difference, learning to appreciate the difference, and in that, learning what it means to dwell in true unity. 
that we learn to see that the beauty, the good and pleasant of being together as one contains a far greater blessing and testifies to a far greater God than we could ever imagine. That if we are able to come together as one community, setting our differences aside, looking beyond ourselves, that is where Christ-like unity is found. To paraphrase Jamie Carragher, and I'm a United fan, so I don't know why I'm quoting him, I didn't always see them as my mates, but they were my teammates. And you're there to defend another, to fight for trophies together. And in that same way that we may not like each other at first, but because we stand together as one church, because we stand together as one BB company, we choose to learn what it means to defend and journey with each other. And see, with Christ, this is possible. With Christ, this is possible. Because especially when we consider that the community that David speaks about in this psalm, when Psalms 133 was written, it was written as a psalm of ascent. And that was when communities from different places, from different backgrounds, they all came together. That they sang the song of ascent when they ascended the hill of the Lord, and it was songs that they sang as they journeyed together. But it also meant that during these big festivals that people from every tribe around, as long as they called themselves Israelites, it was like a big homecoming. And so the idea when David talks about people dwelling together, it's not just a people who all adore one another. It's not just a people who are friends with one another. It is recognizing that there is a beauty that comes when we set everything aside, gather under one banner of Jesus Christ our Lord, and despite our differences, learn what it means to stand together. And that is what is how and how pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. And you know, if we really thought about it, there is deep truth in people coming together as one and a marked difference when we gather physically. Right? Last year, yeah, we had Zoom. We were on Zoom for CCA. We were online for church. It was sufficient for that point in time, but it was not ideal. Right? Most of us long to get back together, to begin to meet each other again. And it's only when we met each other that we began to forge true bonds. Right? The memories that we had hiking a few weeks ago, even if we got lost, even if sunblock spilled into our bag, even if we turned around and found, needed to turn around and walk over and over and over again, those memories were not possible if we did not learn to dwell together. Right, even for us here in church, this is a weekend where we can finally sing again, we can serve food again, and more details will come as to how we are going to celebrate Easter Sunday together or Resurrection Sunday together. Jotomatic, okay? But whether that's the BV or whether that's our church community, each of us having different personalities, having different preferences, but choosing to set those things aside and coming together as one is precisely this picture of goodness that David writes about. In the rest of the psalm, then, David goes on to elaborate on the nature of this proclamation. He begins to pen and to compare just how good this dwelling is. And his first comparison is to oil on the head. He writes, it is like the precious oil on the head running down on the beard, on the beard 
Aaron running down on the collar of his robes. And it may seem like a strange comparison if we don't get what he's alluding to at first. But in essence, there are three Ps that David pens here about unity. He says that unity is precious. He says that unity is potent. And he says that unity is plentiful. We explore precious. When David writes about precious oil on the head running down the beard of Aaron, we need to understand the nature of who Aaron is, and that leads us to understanding the nature of the oil. Where Aaron here right, was the priest that was anointed over Israel, and so the oil that was being talked about was anointing oil. And Aaron was anointed using a special kind of oil. He was using an oil that was a precious commodity. In other words, David is saying that the unity of God's people is precious. The unity of God's people is a gift so precious that it, is, that it stands in comparison to what he uses to anoint his priests. And for us, the lesson that we can take is that this unity that we share, when it is something that is precious, it is something that is not to be taken for granted. We can go back in the past two years and reflect on how different our experiences have been, right? Whether that's having to do CCA at home, right? Our experience of, busy, of being physically separated was simply not as fulfilling as when we were together. I mean, let's not kid ourselves. It's more fun to take Nerf guns and shoot each other than to treat, kind of tell people, unmute, unmute, I want to play code names, unmute, unmute, unmute. <laughs> Our feeling when we came back in person was at last we are back together again. And if anything, that should remind us that the times that we spend together as a community is precious. That it should remind us not to take these meetings for granted. Right, where in the swing of things, sometimes coming together feels like just another thing to do or it feels like an inconvenience, but we must remember that this unity that we share, that as we choose to dwell together, dwell together is something that the Bible refers to as precious. It is something that's valuable, and we really never know when something might happen that could change it all, whether that's covid or whether that's other things that we have experienced this year, let us remember that our gathering is truly precious. And then if we were to reflect further, we would also realize that it's potent. Right? Scholars think that the anointing oil was fragrant. The anointing oil that was used was something that was fragrant. And the thing about smell is that we can't avoid it. Right? If someone breaks a bottle of perfume, the whole room smells it. Conversely, if someone passes gas, the whole room also smells it. Right? But of course, what David here alludes to clearly is a positive connotation of that. Where the unity of Christ, of a Christ community in its very essence is potent in that it attracts people and invites people in. That is potent because it attracts people who look at this community and they say, I want to be part of that community. It is potent because when a people see us dwelling in true unity, they want to become part of that. But let's also remember this idea, right, that, that fragrance is something that's unavoidable in a lot of ways. Right? Because no matter what, we can't choose not to smell something. And in that sense, in our fallenness, in our sin, 
we have the potential to stink, inverted commas. Right? Where if we allow petty disagreements to fester, we stink. If we decide to single people out and not treat them like one of our friends, we begin to stink. If we decide to outcast even a single member of our community, label them weird and treat them in that way, or have nothing to do with them or decide to outcast them, we can begin to stink. And so the idea here is, yes, the unity of God is something that is meant to be fragrant, it's meant to be inviting. But whether that's us as a church, as a whole, or specifically in BB alone, we have a choice to make in inverted commas over how we smell, right? That we have a choice over how we will be known, either as a community that exuberates and attracts, or as a community that decides not to live up to the unity that we have been called to. And the final thing, or the third P rather, is that this unity is plentiful. A unity that is so rich and abundant that it overflows. Where if we imagine there was a bucket that represented the unity that we have with one another, each time we encourage one another, each time we come together, that bucket is filled up. And soon this bucket overflows. And if that was a picture and we zoomed out from that picture, we see that it begins to water and to grow a beautiful garden around it. And this garden is filled with wonderful, wonderful flowers. See, the potential of unity, when we love one another, when we truly learn what it means to dwell together, there is a natural quality that flows to the people around us that affects the way that we can serve and we can impact the people around us. Where this unity will overflow to those we serve and those we encounter, right? Whether that's in our projects like BB Cares or Share a Gift, the impact that we have in serving these communities is a direct overflow of the unity that we share with one another. As John 13.35 says, by this, and the this refers to loving one another, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And so in this first comparison, David tells us that the unity is precious, potent, and plentiful. And from there, he then goes to a second comparison where he compares it to the dew of Hermon. And so Mount Hermon is what it's referring to, and it says this, right? It's like the dew of Hermon which falls on the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord has commanded the blessing life forevermore. And Mount Hermon that he's referring to or he's alluding to here is a mountain that's roughly 10,000 feet above sea level. And it's known for its lush greenery even during the summer months. It's recorded that the dew that is produced on this mountain sustains vegetation, sustains the plants every single season of the year. And in in itself, this shows us two more qualities of the unity that David describes. That first, it is a unity that is refreshing. That each time we gather together, each time we have community, each time we gather as one, it's like this, that regardless of how harsh the conditions of pilgrimage, life, or nature, the fellowship of the brotherhood of God is refreshing. 
that we begin to build a community in our church, in the Boys' Brigade, that is a community that refreshes, that draws strength with one another when we come together. That the unity that David describes is one where when people who had come from long and far and wide went through treacherous journeys, everything was worth it because they were strengthened when they gathered together as a fellowship of God. They looked forward to their meetings. They looked forward to being with one another because it was in the midst of this community that they drew life, that they drew refreshing. That our community is meant to be a great refreshing of our lives. And the second thing is this. It is meant to be a community of sustenance, just like how the dew of Hermon sustained vegetation throughout the entire year as we gather together, we help each other to be sustained in our life as well. That we are a community that decides to sustain one another, to support one another, to give strength to one another, to weather the storms and to weather the seasons of winter in our life. That each time we gather, we recognize that we're not just there to fulfill a duty, we're not just there to mark my attendance in CCA so that I can get A1 but we are there to do life together. We are there to love one another. We are there to support one another. We are there as a true family of God. That is the extent of what David writes about in the psalm. So in all, he proclaims that the unity of God's people is a blessing. David proclaims that it's a blessing that is precious this is a blessing that is potent. This is a blessing that is plentiful. And when we share this unity, we help each other, we refresh each other, and we help sustain each other through life. That is the biblical picture of unity that us as one community, or specifically in All Saints English, or specifically in the Boys' Brigade, we are being called to be that we were designed to be. That each of us right here, right now, if we look to our left and we look to our right, this is the family, this is the community that God has called us to. And this is the foundation of the community that we are being called to build. And so as we resume normalcy, let this vision of unity be what guides us. Let this vision of unity be what it means for us to come together as a Christ community. To not let terms like being a band of brothers or not let terms like calling ourselves family be blasé, throwaway catchphrases that we just use. But truth that we choose, truth that we can live out, truth of what it means that we are called together as one. That we recognize the potential of the community that we can share to impact the world around us. And that we can be the strength and sustenance to each other all seasons of our life, God being our helper. And of course, this unity is only possible with God's love. By ourselves, it's never going to happen. This unity is actually a preview 
to the eternal feast that we are invited to in heaven that Christ gave his life for. This unity is a preview of the eternal life that God invites us to share with him. And that invitation into this community, that invitation to the, this fruition of this community is open to all of us. If we choose to be part of this community, if we choose to be together as one. So as we bring the sermon to a close, it's simple. We are called to be a Christ of community, a Christ community. And the community that we are being called to, we are gifts to one another. And in our lives, let us reflect that we treasure one another, that we live as a community that truly cares, that we live as true community. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this gift that you have given us, for this gift of community that you have called us to be. We thank you that in our lives, Lord, you are what draws us together. You are what makes us one. We thank you for the gift of one another that we have around us. We thank you for who you have made us to be. We thank you that you have called us to be one. And help us by your strength to learn to live fully as one true community of Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.